Thanks for tuning in today. You're listening to the official podcast of First Alliance Church in Great Falls, Montana, creating passionate followers of Christ. Well, if you like, uh, open your Bibles to Isaiah 46, chapter 46, and we're going to be reading that in entirety in a minute here. Um, The message title is, That Which I Said I Will Do. And it's really about uh, dropping anchor in God's faithfulness. And uh, we pray that uh, we can all um, do that and experience the love of God and his faithfulness as well. Well, the title is, That Which I Said I Will Do. It's from Isaiah 46, and we'll be reading that in a minute. But I wanted to start out uh, with the question, uh, have you ever had someone... Uh, promise you something and not carry through on their promise. Uh, I think we can uh, probably all identify with that, maybe on both ends, I don't know. But uh, have you ever made plans that uh, never came to pass because of an unknown or unknowable circumstances? I think we've all had that experience. I imagine most everyone has also said or promised something and failed to follow through on those promises. I know I have. Sometimes we just simply forget, which for me is happening more and more and more. (laughs) Sometimes we just have uh, poor judgment and simply can't accomplish what we promised, either by, poor, by way of poor judgment, lack of planning, lack of time, lack of resources, or just bad circumstances. What we plan or what we promise to do may not happen. Even when we fully intend to follow through on what we say, what we plan, what we commit to, unforeseen events can ruin those plans. Even though our intentions are good, unknown, unseen factors can enter into the equation and make it impossible to carry out our plans. Unforeseen situations or events can happen that derail our plans to do what we intended to do. A few weeks ago, Ann and I made plans uh, for our granddaughters to visit us for a week while their parents went uh, on a trip. We thought that this would be a great time to do something that we've, we've long to do and long to plan for for a long time. We also thought it would be a, a, a fun, would be fun to ride the Charlie Choo Choo dinner train out of Lewistown. I don't know if any of you have done that. We are, have yet to do it, but we're still planning. 
At any rate, Anne made reservations for us and, uh, on, the, on the dinner train uh, and for the kids. Unfortunately, the virus epidemic came upon us and we, had, we were prevented from carrying out that plan. As Robert Frost poetically said, the best laid schemes of mice and men often go awry and leave us nothing but grief and pain for promised joy. Does that ever happen to God? Does that ever happen to God? To answer that, I would like to read Isaiah 46. And Isaiah 46 proclaims a very uh, important aspect of God. So let's take a look at it. And it, it begins by mentioning two other gods. Uh, the gods of the Babylonians. Bel bows down and Nebo stoops low. Their idols are born by beasts of burden. The images are carried about are burdensome, a burden for the weary. So what this is saying, it's identifying the gods of the Babylonians and that uh, uh, the, these idols, these gods, have to be carried around by human beings. They're burdensome. And they bring a burden for the weary. They stoop down, they stoop and bow down together, unable to rescue the burden. They themselves go off into captivity. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all you who remain of the house of Israel, you whom I have upheld. Now this is God speaking, since you were conceived, and I have carried since your birth. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. To whom will you compare me or count me equal? God asks. To whom will you liken me that we may be compared? Some pour out gold from their bags and weigh out silver on the scales. They hire a goldsmith to make it into a god and they bow down and worship it. They set it up in its place and there it stands. From that spot it cannot move. Though one cries out to it, it does not answer. It cannot save him from his troubles. So he's really sharing here about how useless false gods are. That they are so weak and puny that people have to carry them about. And he goes on, he says, remember this. Fix it in your mind. Take it to your heart, you rebels. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. So this is the real God speaking here. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, 
from ancient times what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will, and I will do all that I please. From the east I summon a bird of prey, from a far off land a man to fulfill my purpose. What I have said, that will I bring about. What I have planned, that will I do. Listen to me, you stubborn-hearted, you who are far from righteousness. I am bringing my righteousness near. It is not far away, and my salvation will not be delayed. I will grant salvation to Zion and my splendor to Israel. You and I here today are recipients of these promises. Isaiah 46 is a prophecy given by God which proclaims the future defeat and the destruction of the Babylonian kingdom and the release of God's people, Israel, from Babylonian captivity. This prophecy, and this is all historical, this prophecy which came to pass gives us a very powerful picture of the nature of God and the certainty of his plans. So we see th two things here. We see the, 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 the idols of Babylon who are basically made by human hands, who are so helpless that they have to be carried around by human beings. But the true God... You don't have to carry him. He carries you. He carries me. He carries all of us. Isaiah 46 is a prophecy given by God which proclaims the future defeat and destruction of the Babylonian kingdom and the release of God's people Israel from Babylonian captivity. This prophecy which came to pass gives us a very powerful picture of the nature of God and the certainty of his plans. So the message that I want to leave with you today is in the last sentence of verse 11 where God says, what I have said, what I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that will I do. Does God know the future? Not only does God know the future, but God lays the future out before him and before us. God knows the future because he is the future. God makes the future. He makes the future by his word. He speaks his plan, and his plan becomes the future. What I have said, I will bring about. 
When we say something, at times our words are ill-conceived. And too often, poorly thought through. Often our hopes and dreams are far greater than our ability to carry out those plans and those dreams to become reality. Again, notice the pagan carries, creates and carries his God. The Christian is made and carried through God and by God, the true God. Our God is a faithful God. The Lord has all wisdom and knowledge, but not only that, he has absolute power and ability to carry out his plan just as he proclaimed. At times our plans are thwarted and disturbed by unseen events. But no event is unseen or unknown to God. The scroll of the future lies before him like a blank, blank page. And the future is written by the hand of God. Sometimes our plans are thwarted because we lack the resources to carry them out. God's plans are never thwarted because he is all-powerful. Nothing and no one can stop his hand. He never lacks for anything. All power and might are his. Unlike us, God is never surprised. He's never caught off guard by unforeseen events or circumstances, and no power can thwart his plans. When God speaks, it happens. It just happens, exactly as it is spoken. When he writes, his words can never be erased, and they will always fulfill his will. There is none like him. What he has said, that is what he will bring to pass. Again, notice, the pagan carries his God. The Christian is carried by the true God. What more can be said? God's plans cannot and will not be frustrated. And that includes you. That includes me. They can't be spoiled. They can't be prevented. They can't be stolen. They can't be ruined. His will cannot be resisted. The pages of history will unfold exactly as he has proclaimed. And you and I are not here by accident.
You're not here by an accident, by chance. You are here to hear God's word proclaimed and what he has brought about in the past and what he will bring about in the future. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now this is an astounding statement. Picture yourself out in the street, okay, and some fellow comes up to you and makes a statement. When you look at it that way, it's an astounding statement. And you know what? Only one person can live up to it. Only one person. An astonishing statement. This proclamation is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And this is the ground that we stand on. The promises of God. From now on, you do know him and have seen him, are the words. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23-34, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And he will do it. That is the ground that we stand on. Not my goodness, not my righteousness, not my plan, but the goodness, the righteousness, and the plan of Jesus Christ who came and gave his life for us. That which I said, I will do. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we, just, we thank you, Lord, that we come here, Lord, not depending upon our righteousness or our goodness or our good deeds, Lord, but we look to you in faith, Lord, that you are faithful to every word that you have spoken and that you will not let us down, but you will lift us up. So, Lord, we thank you, we praise you for your goodness, your grace, and your power in our lives. And we pray these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope you are blessed by the message today. 
Follow us on social media to keep up to date with church news and events.